Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Last Night at School Committee, which we're calling Fact or Fiction. I'm Jill Shaw, and I'm here, as always, with Ross Wilson. Every two weeks, we discuss the key moments and open questions from the Boston Public Schools School Committee meeting. We do this to help Boston parents and community members stay informed and engaged, and to hold the superintendent and district leaders accountable. That's right, Jill. Uh, And one key to that accountability is tracking the promises that are made over the course of many months and ensuring that those promises are kept. So today, we want to go back over some of the things we've heard at recent meetings and evaluate whether they turned out to be true. In other words, what is fact and what is fiction? Ross, let's start with something that was mentioned at this week's meeting, exam schools. In July, when the new exam school policy was announced, we were told we would see data by September on how this new policy impacts students at each school and neighborhood. Let's play the exchange between school committee member Ernani DeRoggio and the superintendent at the meeting on July 14th. Superintendent and team can report back to us on on that uh, within you know, by, by September, I don't know if it's by the September meeting, I don't know if that folks are agreeable to that, um, just, just on those changes in, in, in particular. Superintendent? Yes, I would be glad to um, provide that. I'll work with you afterward on what specifics you're, you're looking for. So Ross, was this fact or fiction? Well, that turned out to be fiction. It's been more than two months, and there's one week left in September, and we still, ha- we still have not seen any data. We have asked for it. Members of the press and the public have asked for it. School committee members themselves have asked for it, and still nothing. And this week, we are told that we'll get to see it in the next meeting in two weeks, the same thing that has been said to, um, at many previous meetings. That meeting will be October 6th, and we can only hope we will finally get some answers at that time. But I'm not holding my breath. All right, so let's move on to another issue we heard about this week, buses. And to start off, we'll play a clip from the school committee meeting on September 1st, one week before school started. But we will not have enough drivers for the first day of school. We anticipate this continuing to impact service throughout the fall. So Ross, was this fact or fiction? Well, this one is a fact, though a pretty upsetting one. Just one week before school started, we were told that there weren't enough buses and the district didn't know which routes would be covered. In fact, after this meeting, we found out that parents wouldn't know until the morning of the first day of school whether a bus would show up to their house or not. Yeah. And we saw a lot of news stories from that first day about kids waiting on street corners for buses that never came and parents leaving work to get their student to and from school. Yeah, that's right. And acting mayor Kim Janey had was asked about this later that night, which happened to be at the WBUR mayoral debate. Here's what she had to say. And I'm proud that we've had all of our buses covered. All of the bus routes were covered. 57% was the on-time arrival. So she's saying every route was covered on that first day, Ross. Was that fact or fiction? That was complete fiction. <laughs> We know that many routes weren't covered. I personally got calls from parents in neighborhoods across the city, and the Globe ran a front-page story. I'm surprised the moderators of that debate didn't call acting Mayor Janie out on something that was objectively false. Yeah. So moving on, we know bus drivers aren't the only area in which the district was short-staffed during the school year or going into the school year. Another big one was food services. And previously, 
We've been promised that starting the school year, every child would have fresh, healthy food cooked on site. Let's play that clip from Head of Food Nutrition Services, Laura Benavides, which was on August 4th. This year, our focus is to return to cooking in all of our cafeteria sites. Ross, was this fact or fiction? Jill, this also turned out to be fiction. There are new kitchens and schools across the city, but they are not being used. In fact, we heard in that September 1st meeting that fresh fruits and vegetables were being shipped to the district's warehouse and then not being used because there isn't enough staff to cook them. And instead, kids are still being served plastic-wrapped, shelf-stable, highly processed foods. And it, this is unacceptable. Yeah, completely unacceptable. It seems like the school district keeps defaulting back to the path of least resistance, even if it's the worst option for our kids. It's really disheartening to see. And... That's also what we saw when it came to COVID vaccines. This summer, acting Mayor Janey imposed a vaccine requirement for every city employee, which includes all teachers and school staff members. Anyone who wasn't vaccinated by the start of school would need to agree to weekly testing. Ross, it seems that they would need some way of knowing who was and wasn't vaccinated, right? Well, yeah, it only works if you're tracking who's vaccinated. Uh, but it turned out this too was fiction. Here's what the superintendent had to say just one week before school started. We are um, following up on all of our employees to, to fill out their vaccination. If they don't get that participation and that they um, the confirmation back, then they would be required then to test weekly. And so we'll know that number um, by uh, September 20th is when they have to be uploaded by. So to be clear, kids are going to school, in a school, where they have no idea whether their teachers or anyone else is vaccinated. And those who are not vaccinated may not be getting tested weekly as required. That's pretty outrageous. So there were a lot of issues going into the school year, but the issues didn't start there. Backing up, we heard at the beginning of the summer about how great summer program enrollment was going. Here's what the superintendent had to say back on June 30th. Wanted to also give you a highlight on summer learning. Some of you at the last meeting asked about that. Um, and we've made significant progress. The majority of our summer learning programs are going to begin next Tuesday, July 6th, following the observance of Independence Day on Monday, July 5th. We are currently at or near capacity for the majority of all of our BPS operated summer learning programs. Ross, fact or fiction? Jill, absolute fiction. Uh, we heard not only that there were, there was a large amount of students not enrolled and there was no plan for them for the summer, mm. but in fact, the programs that were running were half enrolled in, in those programs. Yeah. Um, so absolute fiction on the summer school. Another hot topic over the summer was ESSER funding, millions in federal funding that was provided to the school district. We heard a lot of high-level plans about how this money would be spent. And on June 30th, School Committee Vice Chair Michael O'Neill said that there would be a vote on this funding on August 4th. Here's what he said with regard to a final vote on ESSER funding. Yeah, yes. Mr. DiRusso, if I may just, um, yeah. I, I believe in the planning, July 14th, we're having a meeting, uh, which will be the exam school vote. And I thought we were gonna receive an updated presentation at that point. And then um, I believe the chair was trying to schedule a meeting on August 4th uh, yeah. to then, um, you know, the final vote for the, for the vote on it. Yes. Ross, fact or fiction? Well, Jill, again, 
This is fiction. August 4th came and went with no vote. And at the August 4th meeting, they again promised there would be a vote after that meeting and after that. And then that didn't happen either. In fact, this kept happening until this past week when they finally voted. And most of the money has already been allocated and spent. And of course, the vote was unanimous. This concludes our first edition of Fact or Fiction. We hope that you find it useful in tracking the ins and outs of school committee, which we find to be more confusing than necessary sometimes. Please tune in to our other podcast, Catalyst for Change, next Tuesday as we talk with Harvard professor Richard Weisborg about how to teach and prioritize caring versus, versus achievement in our students. And of course, Ross and I will be back the following Thursday with a recap of the next school committee meeting. Have a great day.